My fellow Americans, are you tired of the new normal? Are you tired of the lies? Election fraud. You know the thing that the mainstream media and big tech says doesn't exist? It is time to end it. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Many of you are sitting here because you're wanting to know what the plan is. This has to be peaceful! We have the right to peacefully assemble! The solution has been in front of us all along. Ask God if you should step into the gap and become a part of the plan. The plan is simple. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We are the plan. If you're waiting for others to do the work for you, you're going to be waiting a long time. We are Conservative Daily. Welcome back, everybody. How are we doing on this lovely Friday? Uh, and I want to ask everyone, are you enjoying the show? Because, man, are we seeing one. These last few days have been a roller coaster indeed. But as we have said the last couple of days, you know, we prayed for this last night on the show. It is very, very important that we all stay centered, keep our wits about us. And remember that there is more going on than just uh, looking for the red wave or not. There is more going on than the media is trying to tell us. There is more going on, in fact, than many of the so-called right-wing uh, you know, news leaders are, are supposedly telling us. And it's important that we all keep that in mind. Because I will tell you, in my humble opinion, we are going to see things go to the next level very, very soon. Yes, warming up indeed. Um, okay, thanks, Jeff. I'll look at that later. Uh, again, not really high up on my list of, of priorities right now. But I think we uh, we might have Joe soon. I'm not really sure. He is out of state still, uh, but we'll see. But let's talk about all the things that are happening, guys. I think if any of you, and I'm sure most of you, have probably picked up on it, that we are watching a narrative. We are absolutely watching something unfold, uh, and we're not being told you know, the straight truth of it all. And at the very least, yes, I do believe the storm is brewing. Uh, absolutely it is. And I think the winds are about to pick up a little bit more. Uh, but in typical fashion, we are being walked around in circles right now. And we're going to give you some examples. I'm going to start off by saying, if you have not seen Tori uh, says, Terpsehori uh, Maras, if you have not seen her documentary, which is called Enjoy the Show. If you go on Rumble and you search for it's called Debut Cut, uh, Enjoy the Show, I highly recommend that you all watch it because it is very, very important to understand just how scripted all of this is. You're good, brother. Um... That was just that was uh, Joe. He's uh, 
there's a lot going on there. So we might have them, we might not, but uh, everyone just continue to pray for all of our patriots who are all over the country uh, doing good work. So Jimmy Fallon, someone who is, by the way, in Tori's documentary, uh, in Enjoy the Show, uh, he makes a, makes a couple appearances in there. And let's start with Jimmy Fallon because late night television is always a a wealth of information if you know how to look at it uh it's a, one of the places that they actually tend to lead from in terms of setting the narrative and it's a very important part because of how they present information and their use of humor in framing some of the events that are going on and how they want us to think about them so let's start with this first clip from jimmy you guys ready to talk elections yeah. what a great topic yeah uh, Republicans didn't win enough. Democrats didn't lose as much. Everyone was walking the streets today like, are you happy? Are you happy? Um, are we happy? Yeah. The country is finally united under eh. It was a strange night. It's not often you hear someone excitedly say, it's okay, we only lost the house. For both parties, it wasn't great, but also not terrible. It was the political version of eating at TGI Fridays. So in the end, Republicans could get the House, Democrats could hold the Senate, and your Thanksgiving dinner would still be a disaster. Ah, yeah. oh, isn't that cute? Such lighthearted humor, as we just watched one of the most egregious, uh, one of the most egregious thefts of the voice of the American people that, uh, you know, short of 2020. But again, now we had all kinds of people watching. Uh, but let's keep going. Because, you know, of course... Americans, as he's, he's kind of framing it in this backwards way, but he's kind of saying that everyone's on the same page. We're all just kind of, oh, yeah, mm, okay. That's not what's going on. That's not how people feel. Let, like, seriously, let me know, you guys, if you actually feel like, ah, it was kind of a win, kind of a loss, just kind of in the middle, didn't go as well as we hoped, probably didn't go as poorly as the, as the radical left was, was afraid of. I'm going to urge you to question uh, how we look at the news right now and how we look at people who, even if they're not like super MAGA, how they have been, uh, been reacting to what just happened in the midterms, which was a total theft. It was a complete, complete operation in every state. And yes, that includes Florida. So he goes on. As of now, there's still some races that are still too close to call, but according to the media, there was one clear loser. It's a bad, bad night for Donald Trump. Very bad night for Donald Trump. It is a bad night for Trump. What I can tell you is the biggest loser tonight is Donald Trump. Donald Trump was the biggest loser of the night. <laughs> He's the biggest loser in American politics. Donald Trump's not going to like this. Wow. Trump was so mad, he ran upstairs and slammed the door of his tanning bed. Ketchup everywhere. <laughs> well, one of the most talked about races was in Pennsylvania, where John Fetterman was able to defeat Dr. Oz. <laughs> Basically, people hit the voting booth, saw Oz, and then paid no attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> Dr. Oz knew he was in trouble when his own neighbors didn't vote for him. Yeah, they said, we couldn't. We live in New Jersey. <laughs> I get this, apparently Trump blamed Melania for convincing him to back Dr. Oz, saying that, that it wasn't her best decision. 
Then Melania was like, well, it certainly wasn't my worst. Go back. The most talked about races was in Pennsylvania, where John Fetterman was able to defeat Dr. Oz. Basically, people hit the voting booth, saw Oz, and then paid no attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> Dr. Oz knew he was in trouble when his own neighbors didn't vote for him. Yeah, they said, we couldn't. We live in New Jersey. <laughs> I get this. Apparently, Trump blamed Melania for convincing him to back Dr. Oz, <laughs> saying that, that it wasn't her best decision. <laughs> then Melania was like, well, it's... Okay, so everyone, I'm sure all of you know that uh, Jimmy Fallon is not exactly a truth teller, right? We know he's establishment. We know that this dude is completely co-opted. We know that this guy is just a puppet for whatever, uh, you know, whatever deep state group, whatever, whatever guild, whatever, whatever he's involved with, whoever put him in that position. There's a reason that this guy, you know, he used to be kind of funny on Saturday Night Live. I actually used to watch, you know, years ago, Jimmy Fallon. He, you know, he's got a good sense of humor. Uh, but, but now he, he's just a... Uh, He's a magician now. That's all Jimmy Fallon is. So what? So what? What is he? Is he actually doing here? He's actually and listen to the crowd. You, you notice he's talking about Fetterman. You know, Fet oh Fetterman beat Oz. The whole narrative right now is oh Trump. Trump is is disappointed. Melania is disappointed. Trump is. I mean, out of, what was it, 180, 186, 183 uh, candidates that he endorsed? Like 173 of them have, have won? He's had maybe 10. I'm, uh, I haven't double-checked the, the exact number, but there, there's a very small number that did not win. And that's, you know, with the fraud with everything that's gone on. And so do we just, we accept that? We know that, I'm sure that most of you don't watch Jimmy Fallon for news, and that's a, that's a good thing. But who is this crowd? Who are these people that are in the crowd cheering as he goes, yeah, Fetterman won. Yeah, yeah, look at that. And the, and the crowd goes wild? Are you kidding me? Do they, have a, do they have a casting call like they did for AOC, where they get all the, all the most brain-dead people that they can possibly find into those studios? Or are, are those, you know, actual Americans? Are those citizens who are sitting there and clapping for these, you know, for these, these little laugh cues? I'll let you be the judge of that. Now I can go back. You look at, uh, let's talk about some, some people who you wouldn't actually expect. You guys notice that the Daily Wire is all of a sudden going on this Trump, you know, this Trump failure idea? That Ben Shapiro is now coming out? Talking about, uh, you know, about Trump's failure, the, the failing Trump effect. Now we're going to talk about our electable candidates again. So let's pay attention to who's carrying the narrative, shall we? Let's look at what is actually going on. Who is jumping on this line and who is not? That was the video that uh, is going to go along with this. There's a few tweets. Pay attention very carefully. And his track record speaks 
for itself. President Trump has a huge say in the GOP right now. Vance defeated Democrat Tim Ryan on Tuesday. He got a huge boost in support after he was endorsed by 45th President Donald Trump. Of course, Trump hosted a rally just the night before Election Day for J.D. Vance in Ohio. In fact, J.D. Vance wins the Ohio Senate race by a wider margin than expected. And Herschel's yeah. maintaining a lead. Herschel Walker is a Trump-backed candidate. I don't come to lose. Wake up tomorrow morning and see that. The new senator for the great state of Georgia is Herschel Walker. I'm going to put this right up on the board because this just came to us right before we came back on the air. We can now project in North Carolina in the Senate race there, but Ted Budd, the Republican congressman, will serve North Carolina in the Senate. He beats Sherry Beasley. Trump endorsed Ted Budd wins his bid to become senator for North Carolina. Pickup for a Trump endorsed candidate was Max Miller. He won uh, his race in Northeast Ohio. He's a former Trump staffer. Anna Polina Luna from yes. Florida. Yes. They have officially called her race. Trump endorsed. She's a big MAGA winner tonight. Yeah. Katie Britt gets a Senate seat. She'll be a new Trump endorsed senator from the state of Alabama. Nancy Pelosi is gone. Nancy Pelosi is gone. Republicans have won the House. Speaker Pelosi will no longer be Speaker, and that's the best news. The Trump endorsement is so powerful, and we're seeing that. We saw that in the primaries. We're seeing that now. They should never underestimate the America First movement. Never, ever underestimate Donald Trump. Carrie Lake is going to be the governor of Arizona. By the end of the night or tomorrow morning, you're going to see an Adam Laxalt senator and you're going to see a Sheriff Lombardo governor. He's actually predicting that Carrie Lake, Abe Hamaday, and Blake Masters, and even Mark Fincham, they will overtake their Democratic challengers once these votes are counted. All right, so, you know, contrary to Fox News included, not that we've trusted Fox News if you've been watching for the last few years, we know that Fox News is a bunch of shills, except maybe Tucker Carlson. There's a couple people, you know, like Jesse Waters. There's a few people who are good. Uh, but all the media, remember, we cannot, we cannot forget where we've come from. A few years ago, and people are still making this very clear now, as are the, the uh, you know, news media themselves, they're all owned by the same people. Fox News is no different. It, they made that very clear during covid This is not a mystery. This, this post-midterm, which is not really post, because we're still in the midterm. There's still races being counted. They're still trying to take seats away in the House. They're still trying to tell us that, uh, in reality, the people did not overwhelmingly come out and vote for not Republicans, but MAGA. Because that's what this is about. This is not about Republican versus Democrat. It never was. They're trying, to they're trying to frame it as Republican versus Democrat. They're trying to frame it as if this wasn't all about MAGA in the first place, as if the red wave wasn't all about MAGA and Trump in the first place. And not Trump as a savior, but Trump is the only person who's actually come out and woken up the American people. He, Donald Trump was the person who woke the American people up and started this entire shift away from this dual-party, uniparty crap. Charlie Kirk went on Steve Bannon talking about Arizona. Let's play this. But, Steve, can you comment? I mean, you've been around a ton of campaigns. Carrie carried this whole ticket on her back. There's a chance Carrie Lake doesn't just win the governor's race, but saves the United States Senate. What are your thoughts, Steve? It's, un it's uh, it never happened before. Never, never happened in American history that a governor put somebody on. And, and look, Blake's a fabulous candidate. But remember, 
Blake was abandoned. This can't be lost on people. He was abandoned by Mitch McConnell. And it took Carrie Lake, who's in a dogfight herself, to say, no, I'm going to put, I'm, we're going to take the whole thing. We're coming in, as she said, we're going in as a team or we're coming out as a team. How many people even think like that? And in politics, you guys know they don't think like that. This is what leadership is. So again, they want us to look at this as Republican versus Democrat. You see all these people pushing this narrative that, oh, Trump, Trump failed, blah, blah, blah. MAGA, MAGA didn't, didn't do what it was supposed to, didn't do what it wanted to. Trump didn't get what he wanted. It's not about Trump getting what he wanted. It's what the American people wanted. And that's what they stole. It's not about Donald Trump. Daily Wire. As a Marine, I look at the mission, and that's why I won't support Trump in 2024, says Winsome Sears. Okay, see how that works out for you, Winsome. Winsome, lose some. Trump launches unprovoked attack on Ron DeSantis for his handling of COVID pandemic. This is Daily Wire. An article on Breitbart, who actually gets this part right. Breitbart's doing a good job, uh, you know, calling out what's going on here. Powerful Murdoch media dumps on Trump. The powerful media empire of conservative billionaire Rupert, Mur Ru Rupert Murdoch. This is someone who's gotten a lot of attention and has kind of disappeared in the last... Uh, in the last years, people have been focused so much on, uh, you know, on some of these lawsuits, on the coronavirus, on these elections that have been coming up, on the machines. Rupert Murdoch was used to, uh, if you think back, because they want us to, they want us to have this like 10-second memory. That's how they they keep getting all these, all, all these slippery people in. That's how we still have people like Mitch McConnell and all these little snakes. They come out and support things, and then they don't, and then and then they just run the news cycle, and they want to spin us in circles, so we forget who they are. The media empire of Murdoch appeared to turn its back on Thursday on Donald Trump, labeling the president a loser, who shows increasingly poor judgment after midterm elections. In mm, increasingly poor judgment. Ask you guys. Ask yourselves, does, does what happened in the, if you look at it, if you don't listen to anything that you're, you're hearing, if you don't really follow anything that you're seeing right now, did he really exercise poor judgment? And if he did, where? Where regarding these midterms? Trump is at what? Uh, yeah, 174 to 9 on the races that he backed? Just days before he is expected to announce his 2024 White House candidacy, the Wall Street Journal flagship of Murdoch's News Corps declared in an editorial, Trump is the Republican Party's biggest loser, pointing to the party's disappointing performance in Tuesday's midterms. Translated, the Republican Party is the biggest loser of the American people's. Trump later Friday hit back at Murdoch, appearing to relish a scuffle, accusing News Corp media of falling in line to back a potential Republican rival of Trump for the 2024 presidential nomination. 
a choice he said News Corp would rue. Are we, we, we're not this stupid anymore. Are we? These are the same people who are completely on board with every fake news narrative that has been rolled out, that has been, you know, thrown, shotgunned at the American people over the last several years. And now all of a sudden, after this midterm, which was clearly stolen and is still in the process of being stolen, now that they just immediately jump on it and say, look at this, Trump failed, Trump's going away. One of the best clips of Tory's documentary is the clip that was uh, Jimmy Dore putting a, a nearly an entire year of clips going, the, the beginning of the end, the beginning of the end of Trump, the beginning of the end of Trump. The walls are closing in, the beginning of the end of Trump. Did it ever happen? Trump's going to step down. Mike Pence might have to take office. Trump may resign, the beginning of the end for Donald Trump. It, it never materialized. You know why? Because they're liars. Because that's not what the American people wanted. Because Trump spoke to the American people. Because people could see very clearly, even if you don't understand it, even if you can't articulate it, you know, super, super clearly, people can, if they're just awake enough, and even if they're not, something in their, in their heart, they can detect this, this deceit. They can detect this disingenuous, slimy nature that we've, we've all been uh, subjected to. This, this controlled, you know, puppet show that we see on TV. People can see it. And now people can definitely see it. On the covers of its first edition after the election, the New York Post celebrated DeSantis says, De future. Meanwhile, it told Trump the fate of your candidates Tuesday looks terrible for your increasingly poor judgment, which grows parallel to your desperation. What desperation? What what? planet what rock from mars are these people climbing climbing out from are you serious did they did you just arrive did you did you just, did you just get here <laughs> trump appeared to confirm the divorce from the murdoch empire thursday despite having quote despite having picked so many winners i have i have to put up with the fake news for me fox news was always gone trump wrote on true social he issued a rambling for a rambling of course it's rambling a rambling four-paragraph statement later decrying DeSantis, whom he ridiculed as desanctimonious, <laughs> for playing games about whether he will run for president in 2024. In 2016, quote, Fox News fought me to the end, Trump said, until he won. Then they couldn't have been nicer. And that's part of the thing. It's just like, it's just like the, the Republicans in Congress. It's the, same, it's the same elementary, you know, trick that they play. They're your enemy until you're there, until they're your friend. So let's be careful, because now we hear all of these people, and now we're seeing people in the conservative movement. All of a sudden, why are they why are they picking sides so quickly? Why are they picking that side? Why are they why are they running with with this idea so soon? Do they do they all of a sudden they just they trust the results of these elections? You have you have had leftist news sources coming out the the same Murdoch Empire coming out and saying, "Wow, something's really weird." I think it was ABC or NBC. We played it uh, during the during the election, saying, "Yeah, this uh, I don't know that we can have we can have trust in the results of these elections." There's been they they of course called it voter suppression, but even they were saying it. 
The left news media is going, what's going on, you guys? Tell me, did you guys see that too? Did you guys see that? Do you remember? They want us to forget, just like they want us to forget that for several years, Adam Schiff, all these little demons, Republicans, Democrats, all of them, both of them across the aisle, they were saying, oh, the 2020 election was illegit, or the 2016 election, it was illegitimate. Russia. The bot farms. Russian rigged the election. There was Russian interference. They rigged it. It was an illegitimate presidential election. Trump, Trump is illegitimate. The whole election was illegitimate. Kamala Harris said, oh, absolutely. There was, there was clearly fraud. We need to investigate this. Hillary Clinton said, this was illegitimate. You can run the best campaign. You can get the nomination. You can still have it stolen from you. They're trying to erase history in our own minds. This episode of Conservative Daily is brought to you by DCF Guns. They're not just a supporter and a partner of the show. They're an organization that is on the front line of promoting safe and responsible gun ownership. Along with being a staunch defender of the Second Amendment, they have a lot of different things inside of their three ranges and stores. So they have a gunsmith at every location. They have the ability to do massive amounts of training, uh, anything from beginners all the way up to uh, competitive shooting. Um, they're also the best gun store in Colorado. Uh, between a mar massive arsenal of top-tier firearms and competitive pricing on ammunition, they're a go-to resource for newcomers and expert shooters alike. Memberships there start for as little as $25 a month and offer an arsenal of benefits beyond that, such as store-wide discounts and special access to training. Even better, what you're seeing right now is DCF Guns also has an e-commerce option, meaning you can take advantage of the awesome prices without leaving your home. Just visit dcfguns.co and start browsing. I do want to tell you that as a listener of conservative-daily.com, you get an additional 5% off everything in the store. You have to use discount code Joe. That's J-O-E. That's discount code Joe. Go to dcfguns.co and use discount code Joe. J-O-E. That's me. Or it's coffee, cup of Joe. Um, but you can go there and save an additional 5% off every single thing on the site. Um, as always, we'll keep the range hot and the deals hotter only at DCF Guns in Castle Rock and Colorado Springs and now online, available to everyone across the entire country. The Wall Street Journal, quote, loved, this is a quote from Trump, loved low-energy Jeb Bush. <laughs> Jeb Bush, my goodness. And a succession of other people. They should have called him Wet Bush. Uh, but Trump said he easily knocked them out one by one, and the Murdoch properties fell into line. We're in exactly the same position now. Do you guys see anything different? There's some massive subterfuge going on right now, you guys. Massive, massive sub subterfuge. You have Carrie Lake, whose race is one of the most ridiculous races that we've ever seen. Uh, thank you for that. Yes, 90, Trump has a 95.08% win rate for his endorsed candidates. But poor judgment. They want you to believe he had poor judgment, right? Is that is that right? Is that really what? <laughs> Come on, guys. We got to keep our wits about us. They abandoned Kerry Lake. They abandoned Blake Masters. We had uh, Corinne on last night. They abandoned those people in D.C. Stacia Hall. Um... Tina Forte, 
They want us to believe that that these people got reelected. Has any is anyone still addressing the the machine issues? Because that's the issue right now. And I want to talk about Florida too. Raheem uh, Raheem Kassam was on Jenna Ellis's show. Uh, spoke about this Trump versus DeSantis narrative. So I'm going to play this clip. Pay, pay very close attention. We need to understand the game. Because remember, the radical left are very patient, but they're also always they're, they're looking forward. That's why the news comes out and they frame everything ahead of time. That's why they immediately jump on something and they need to focus because they know exactly where they're going. We sit here and our failure, generally, I'm going to speak as a generalization in this movement, is that we kind of sit and say, no, we will defend. No, get back, get back. They're taking ground. And if they realize that there's too many of us standing in the way and they can't walk right through us, they start pivoting and walking around us. And they try to flank everything. Listen to what Raheem Kassam says. When Trump people try to brief things into the media, guess what happens? You know what happens. They don't run it. They leave things out. They lie about the statements. And they run their own, you know, crazy stuff that they single source, like Maggie Haberman's thing about Trump blaming Melania for Dr. Oz and all of this stuff, right? They just flat out don't do for Trump what they do for more moderate Republicans. And I don't use more moderate about DeSantis in that instance as a pejorative, even though I usually use moderate as a pejorative. What I mean is he is perceived as, as a more moderate version of Trump. And so I don't want anybody to think that I'm, I'm, I'm attacking here. This is, this is very basic analysis. If you're Jason Miller or, or whoever is around Trump on a daily basis now and you go to uh, somebody from The Guardian or you go to somebody from CNN or you go to somebody from The New York Times and you say, hey, uh, by the way, just in reference to this DeSantis stuff that's going on now, here's our line on it. 99 times out of 100, they are either not running the line or they are, you know, cutting it, chopping it up, running part of it. It happens to me even when they ask me for comment in papers. Imagine how it happens to Trump. So the only way Trump can get his you know, slaps back to a world that is already briefing against him is to do it himself. And I'm sorry that it's ugly and I'm sorry that it's messy and I'm sorry that some people see it as unbecoming. But think back, think back to the Trump of, of 2014-15 going into that election. I mean, there were a lot of things that we thought were, were unbecoming and ungentlemanly and whatever. And at the end of the day, weren't we so happy that they were? Weren't we so happy that the barbs and the jabs and, and all of that managed to cut through this, this silly, non-existent notion of you know, presidential behavior and professionalism when what they really wanted out of him, what they were really trying to get him to do was shut the hell up. So I'm glad that that President Trump still exists. Am I glad that there's this fight going on between these two men? You know what? It was natural. It was always going to happen. Um, they're both incredibly talented people. They both want the best for their country. They're both at, at you know, the, the, in, in tip-top form, right? So it's going to happen. I still think Trump's got it. I still think Trump's the guy, uh, but I don't wish DeSantis any ill will whatsoever. Yeah, and, and I... And again, this is what Joe was talking about a little while ago. This is what I was talking about. We don't have to, we don't have to choose sides all of a sudden. This, this is this, like, fake argument that they want us to have with each other. Because now they're just trying to, they, they know that we came out. Like the, the big lie right now is that people didn't actually show up. Ben Shapiro and all these, these fake conservatives coming out and saying, oh, yeah, well, we didn't do all that great. Trump really didn't do that great. He didn't show up. And, you know, his uh, 
you know, Kassam's comments about this presidential behavior nonsense. We know it's all nonsense. No one cared. No one cared what Donald Trump tweeted. Did sometimes we go, whew, yikes. Sure, maybe. No one cares. We care for America. We just want to make America great again. MAGA is the enemy right now. Trump is the enemy. They're trying, all these conservatives are trying to find anyone but Donald Trump. Because he is the unifier. He is and has been the peacemaker throughout his presidency. He was the one who just put his foot down and said, no, we're not doing this radical agenda garbage anymore. Joe Biden, <laughs> you know, after this stolen midterm, the whole, the whole country's in, in shambles. Everyone's either pissed off or doesn't know what the heck is actually going on right now. And Biden apologizes for Trump taking us out of the uh, climate accord. From the Paris Climate Accord. You remember uh, when Trump was in office, that was, that was very early on in his presidency. And he was like, nope, no thanks, we're good. Because they want to they wanna move full steam ahead, right? This is, this is the game right now. They know that the red wave, had they allowed it to, uh, you know, to surface, would do two things. It would show all of the country that, wow, look at that. We are all on the same page, which we already are. But then we would have all seen that. And then the rest of the people who, you know, were, were kind of on the fence or weren't really all in, didn't understand the game going on right now, they would have said, oh, holy bejesus. Holy Batman. All these people came out and voted red? The country doesn't support radical left agendas like, you know, green energy and transgender rights and all these things? Not that those are really all that important, to be honest, right now, anyways. But this is, this is, our, this is our supposed commander-in-chief. The people, the, they're trying to tell us that polls say that 45% of the country supports this guy. We immediately rejoined the Paris Agreement. We convened major climate summits and reestablished. I apologize, never pulled out of the agreement. You apologize? Who are you apologizing for? Who are you apologizing to? You've killed the energy sector in the United States, you've killed the economy, you've killed the job market, gas prices are ridiculous. And here you are saying, I apologize. Who, which one of your overlords are you apologizing to? Is the, is the, the Council of 300, or are they sitting up in the, in the you know, mezzanine right there? And, you, and you're, 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 you're going, I'm really sorry. I'm sorry, overlords, that I, I pulled out of the Paris Climate, climate uh, Agreement. I'm very sorry for not bowing to the whims of the New World Order. I'm sorry that Trump did a bad thing. The, the bad orange man. You gotta be kidding me. Super elite. Ivan Raikland posted Mike Pence has an 80 to 90% failure rate for his congressional endorsed candidates. <laughs> well, he doesn't have Trump's record. <laughs> who, by the way, you know, remember that the same news media was saying the walls are closing in. The walls are closing in. The beginning of the end. The beginning of the end. They're all saying, oh, Mike Pence might have to step up and, uh, you know, take the presidency because Donald Trump's going to resign. Pfft, are you kidding me? And by the way, uh, the teleprompter, <laughs> this video is funny, teleprompter is still undefeated uh, in its head-to-heads with Biden. Energy agency, 
recently concluded that our significant climate investment will, quote, help turbocharge the emerge the energy the excuse me tur turbocharge the emerging global clean energy clean energy economy i was reading their quote sorry you were reading their quote <laughs> yeah guys <laughs> no big deal people people definitely came back and voted for this stuff the red wave didn't happen right come on now come on now guys Alex Brusewitz on Twitter. If you're pushing the Trump cost the midterms, he's got to go. Dishonest talking points. Congrats. You're helping spread Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan's big lie. D.C. establishment rhinos tried to sabotage midterms because they hate Trump more than they love America. And again, let's ask why that is. Where do these people's allegiance really lie? And I'm going to tell you again. If you want to understand the big game, easiest way, go watch Tori Morris's uh, documentary. Enjoy the show. This guy puts it very well. Uh, I had to censor the last few, but this is Sticks. What's his name? Sticks Hexenhammer. <laughs> uh, he is not a Republican, but uh, his analysis here is definitely pretty on point. Uh, so this is a. Uh, uh, almost two minutes, but listen, listen to how, how he phrases this. I think this guy has, has pretty much nailed it. All right, everyone, we start off today talking about the uniparty horseshit going on right now. Plenty of people blaming Donald Trump, MAGA, etc. for the midterm failings of the Republican Party. I would like to point out yet again, this is much more centrally the result of Mitch McConnell wasting millions of dollars in Alaska in a race where the GOP literally could not lose because it was a Republican versus another Republican to prop up his bloated ego than anything else. Of course, that money could have been used to prop up Blake Masters, who was effectively abandoned by the GOP uniparty. It could have been used for Laxalt in Nevada, who still has an advantage there, but um, the, we don't know exactly what's going to happen. It could have been used to narrowly avoid a runoff in Georgia. Of course, there is less than a point that Herschel Walker needed to notch up in order to get over the 50% mark. In fact, the money that was spent on Murkowski v. Shabaka in Alaska would have been enough to prop up Herschel Walker, guaranteeing that Senate seat, no runoff needed, guarantee that Laxalt wins, probably carry Blake Masters over the finish line, this gives you the Senate majority, by the way, right there, while also potentially targeting Maggie Hassan and knocking her off and getting Bolduc into office. He had his problems with the Libertarian Party there, of course, but uh, it's within the margin that you could have targeted it. There aren't that many voters in New Hampshire anyway. You could have done all this, you could have ended up with two or three Senate pickups, and instead you're looking at a situation where now the best case scenario is one Senate pickup. Just one. And that's, uh, that's requisite upon Luxalt winning, and Herschel Walker winning the runoff in Georgia. These are MAGA candidates, by the way. Mitch McConnell is centrally responsible for much of that. Kevin McCarthy is responsible. Lindsey Graham, as I explained, is responsible because his uh, uh, national abortion ban that he pushed was so far beyond the pale and so bad timing, even Mitch McConnell told him to shut up. Here's what I would like to say. It's a warning to the Republican Party. Link in the description archived, of course, Liz Cheney right now is glowing with praise for what just happened because, of course, she wants to return to the old normal. If the GOP returns to the old normal of nominating people like Mitt Romney, John McCain, etc., etc., if it goes the McConnell route, if it continues to do the Neocon Inc. thing, I will abandon the GOP. I'll f campaign for the far left just to piss you off. <laughs> Is he wrong? Is the guy wrong? And believe me, I, I don't think he aligns ideologically with a lot of the things that MAGA believes, but... It's pretty well said. 
Because that's exactly what they want. Why do they hate Trump? Why do they hate MAGA? Because they're not establishment. They're not actually Republicans. Not in the definition that we have understood Republicans to be. I can't stand Republicans. I can't stand Democrats, but I can't stand Republicans either. I never liked the Republican Party. I never liked any of it until Donald Trump. When Donald Trump got elected, when he started campaigning, I was noticing, wow, this is kind of, kind of interesting. I didn't trust Donald Trump. I knew who he was. But I was very skeptical about Donald Trump. Then he got into office. And then I saw what he started doing. I noticed when he got out of the, when he, he told, no, climate accord, thanks. Uh, go take a hike, but, you know, be blessed. I started noticing what he, was, what he continued to keep saying. Was he perfect? No. Do I, have, do I have, you know, objections to some of the things Donald Trump did? Sure. But overall, Donald Trump is the only president, the only person who has came out and spoke directly to the American people, who has unashamedly and fearlessly spoken out against and resisted the agendas of the radical left, which is the uniparty. Because we can't keep saying just the radical left, because it's not. These Cheneys, these, uh, these Mitch McConnell little snake pieces of garbage, they are the ones who, who screwed up this midterm. We've gone now, how long? This has been two years of us fighting all this election fraud, all these machines, and nothing's happened. We still use the same machines. People are still dealing, dealing with the same issues. The GOP abandoned all these people. They didn't get behind this MAGA agenda because they're not MAGA. Because MAGA is not, right now, one of the two ordained parties in America. MAGA is a movement of we the people. It is the biggest political movement in this country ever. And it is the one that has united more people across any lines that they've tried to divide us on than anything before ever. Ever, ever, ever. And remember, we do have an excellent sponsor of the show, and that is Air Medcare Network. So today's podcast is, again, sponsored by Air Medcare Network. And if you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road, or if you like to hike or spend a lot of time outdoors or do uh, you know dangerous things like some of us like to do that may require some emergency medical attention, we all want to make sure that our family is protected in a medical emergency. Uh, and health insurance will not always cover the cost of an emergency medical flight if, in fact, you do need one. But with Air Medcare Network, you are covered. For as little as $85 a year, not only you but your entire household will be covered in case you ever need air medical transport. Uh, this is a super, super good deal, very low cost, and it's insurance that if you need it, you do want to make sure that you have it. I know people personally who have had to cover those costs, and believe me, they are very expensive. So simply visit airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily. Receive up to a $50 Visa gift card back when you sign up today. That's airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and promo code is daily. Go check them out. I'm talking about wasting money. I put this up on, uh, on our True Social yesterday because they just voted to give another $400 million in assistance to Ukraine. Does that make sense, right? $400 million, this was re released from Defense.gov. Today, the DOD announces the authorization of a presidential drawdown of security assistance valued up to $400 million to meet Ukraine's critical security and defense needs. This authorization is the Biden's administration's 25th drawdown of equipment from DOD inventories for Ukraine since August 2021. 
And of course, you know, they're giving them Hawk air defense systems, a bunch of missiles, ammunition for rockets and HIMARS, artillery rounds, guided artillery rounds, mortars. They're giving them vehicles. That's not MAGA. We've seen this disastrous, uh, you know, pull out from the Middle East where they left people, uh, they left people out to dry. They went completely backwards in how you would you would actually, you know, withdraw from a, uh, you know, from a uh, an installation like that. Why would you bring out all the military? Why would you bring out all the troops, leave all that equipment there without getting out your high-value targets, without getting out your political uh, assets over there? They did everything backwards. They screwed over our armed forces. They screwed over people overseas. They've given billions to Ukraine. They, they claim in this, uh, in this press release, by the way, that they've sent, I think it was $19.3 billion to Ukraine. It's like, what, 60, 70? They can't even tell you the truth there. Just like they won't tell you how much these green energy policies are going to cost us. Just like they lie to you and tell you that gas prices are great. The economy is super strong. It's strong as hell as he licks ice cream. What a disgrace. We have to be smarter than this. This is not about Republicans. This is about MAGA. This is about we the people. And so let's talk about these policies. Jake Sullivan. Jake Sullivan. Everybody remembers Jake Sullivan, right? Let's see what Jake Sullivan thinks about how Biden can move forward now that these midterms failed to materialize the red wave that we all know actually happened. This trip comes at an important moment. And President Biden heads off with the wind at his back. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I want to play it again just because it's so funny. <laughs> this trip comes at an important moment, and President Biden heads off with the wind at his back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> that's what they want us to believe, right? <laughs> Biden is the one who's back. Oh, man. These people. But, you know, in all seriousness, he thinks his economic plan is working. You know, the kind of economic plan where they shut down energy, they completely destroy America's ability to be competitive. You know, the job market is super strong. As they, you know, double count jobs, they count people going back to work, they count federal employees. These are all jobs created, right? Because the economy is strong as hell. The dollar is strong as hell. Biden's not worried about the strength of the dollar. Why would you be worried about the strength of the dollar? Why would you be worried about energy? Energy is not the entire reason that the Ameri that America was great, right? That it was that it became a superpower. It wasn't the fact that we had cheap energy in the first place. That had nothing to do with it. Let's hear Biden talk about his economic policy. Folks, my economic plan is showing results. People are starting to feel it. We're making progress. I'm oh, we're feeling it all right, brother. Yeah, we are definitely feeling it. Bringing down inflation without losing jobs. 
America's already paying around $1.20 less per gallon of gas than they were this summer. Folks are seeing much needed break in inflation at the grocery store as we head into holidays. People are shopping for health insurance and continuing to save $800 a year because of the actions we took. And it's going to take time to get inflation back to normal levels, but we're going to keep at it. We're on the right track. We're not losing jobs in the meantime. I'm going to keep fighting to build an economy from the bottom up and the middle out. The bottom up and the middle out. You guys, these, these words don't actually mean anything. These are all whatever think tank, whatever, t you know, testing that they do, whatever, whatever, you know, methods they have to see what, you know, they think people are going to respond to. You know, because th this is one of those lines, just like, we've been very clear. We've been super very clear. I've been very clear. Bottom up and the middle out. These are just words that they, they, they kind of agree on, like build back better. That I'm sure they, they test somewhere, and I don't know what occult numerology they decide to choose those words, or whatever these demons, you know, however they arrive at them. Uh, they, they just they put these together, and then they run them on all the news media so that you just keep having that reinforced. They're just trying to get you to associate words. They become like triggers so that we don't actually think. At, what does that mean? The bottom up and the middle out? Do, do any of you guys see bottom up, middle out kind of building right now? But here's, again, here's the narrative. KJP, you know, Miss, who's been very clear, she's going to be very clear and tell us what's top of mind for Americans right now. Because who did we reject? MAGA extremism. And so Democrats ran on an agenda that was going to deliver for the American people. We believe uh, that choice was very, very clear for the, was made very clear for the American people. And what we saw was that the American people rejected the MAGA uh, extremism and they vote for democracy as well. And so mm. Mm. Let's hear that last part one more time. Was that the American people rejected the MAGA uh, extremism and they vote for democracy as well. And so Rejected to <laughs> rejected mega extremism and a vote for democracy as well. First of all, why is her voice so rough? I hope she if she's sick, I wish you well. But was she? I wonder if they were all in a in like a corner crying as these re election results were coming in. There's like into the bullhorn. Get more ballot ballots. We need more ballots. They're winning. They took Miami Dade. <laughs> That's honestly what I think they were doing. These pieces of crap. I'm sure the people at Dominion were just kind of like, you know, wipe a little bit of... I'm sure Eric Coomer was... Wow, you guys. Got to ump that algorithm. My goodness. Do you guys really believe that? There's a reason that this is the narrative everywhere right now. And these fake conservative pundits are coming out and saying, Oh, look. Uh, yeah, Trump, Trump must be really disappointed. It's time to move on from Trump, guys. We cannot go back to this narrative from 2016, 2017, 2018. This is pathetic. We're not going to buy this. We cannot buy this garbage. And again, Jake Sullivan, I just showed you the, uh, the additional chunk of change that the American taxpayer will now happily, I'm sure, send over to Ukraine so that they continue funding a war to uh, inflame tensions with Russia and force them to make a move, you know, the same kind of red scare nonsense that they've been uh, baiting us with for the last several years. We've got to support Ukraine, right? 
Right, Jake Sullivan? Before I get into the president's travel across North Africa and Asia, I want to provide a brief update on our efforts to ensure Ukraine has what it needs to defend itself. Today, the United States will be announcing another package of security assistance for Ukraine, including important air defense contributions like missiles for Hawk air defense systems, as well as four U.S. Avenger air defense systems uh, that come equipped with Stinger missiles. This equipment will complement other air defense contributions announced by our allies and partners in the context of the U Ukraine Defense Contact Group that Secretary Austin chairs. When I was in Kyiv last week, I had the chance to consult directly with President Zelensky and his team on the ground about what Ukraine needs to be in the strongest position possible on the battlefield. This increased air defense will be critical for Ukraine as uh, Russia continues to use cruise missiles and Iranian-made drones to attack critical civilian infrastructure. Come on, guys. This narrative is so played out by now. Critical civilian infrastructure. These guys, they are just talking to themselves at this point. How about you stop worrying about the, you know, the Ukrainian military, which is really just an offshoot of the CIA, you know, the bunch of Nazis over there that you're, you've been funneling money through, that you, you know, created the biolabs, you know, you had, I'm sure you had them guarding it, maybe they were doing whippets in the back while you were creating COVID or whatever other bioweapons you have planned. How about you do something for, uh, you know, for our veterans? Joe's at, a, at an event with veterans right now. The last few years, you know, you know who you failed. You failed MAGA. You failed America. You failed our veterans. You failed our arms, our armed forces. How about you talk about all the people who have lost their jobs, who've been uh, pushed out, all the cadets who were who were pushed out for this garbage COVID agenda. How about some solidarity with the U.S. veterans who you've completely shafted this entire presidency? You know, the same ones who are part of MAGA, the ones who are right now rolling over at night because of the absolute disgusting behavior by both parties, by the Republicans included? You know how many of our veterans right now who we're going to pray for today for the sacrifice that they all gave? You know how many of them are, are MAGA? Let me know in the comments if you what percentage of, of our armed forces, of our veterans... The people who actually served our country, actually sacrificed something for this country. Not like these pieces of trash. How many of them do you think are MAGA? That's who they're demonizing right now. Biden came out in that blood-red speech and said, Ah, yes, the MAGA extremists. KJP just said, We rejected MAGA extremism. MAGA extremism is just a code for America first. We want, we want you to actually do anything for our country. People who support the actual rule of law, one based in the Constitution, which is based in God. Let's stop supporting Ukraine. Let's start supporting Americans. And we can start with our veterans this year. How about we do that? Unbelievable. Let's go on with Ukraine, though, because, you know, I, I guess those are the only armed forces, the only veterans that they actually care about. It certainly isn't ours. God, I hate Jake Sullivan. God, forgive me. Keep in mind, all, all the stuff that you're watching, this is the same stuff that they've been doing. The things that Americans overwhelmingly rejected. But they're just full steam ahead. They're just going to keep right on, right on down the line. Let's listen to more of the snaky Jake. And as the president said yesterday, 
we're guided by a very simple principle, nothing about Ukraine without Ukraine. It is ultimately up to Ukraine to make determinations about its diplomatic course. It is our job to put them in the best position on the battlefield so that uh, when and if there is uh, an opportunity for diplomacy, they're in the best position at the bargaining table. I don't have anything uh, to offer you today about the likelihood or the proximity of any kind of negotiations. Right now, what the Ukrainians are focused on is defending their critical infrastructure against these barbaric attacks that are killing civilians and, and harming, uh, you know, the basic functioning of, of the economy, and uh, trying to take their territory back. The United States is not pressuring Ukraine. We're not insisting on things with Ukraine. What we are doing is consulting as partners and showing our support, not just through public statements or moral support, but through the tangible physical support of the kind of military assistance I mentioned before. Well, thank goodness, Jake Sullivan, that you guys aren't insisting, you're not pressuring Ukraine. I wonder if you guys are going to move forward with this agenda and have that same respect for the American people. You know, because you didn't in the midterms. I mean, we've got video of you in the polling locations. You're pressuring Americans who to vote for. Don't vote for the Trump people. Don't, vo don't vote for the Republicans. Vote for Democrats. I would vote for Democrats. You pressured him with, uh, with all these elections. You pressured him in the media. You pressured us to shut down our businesses. You strong-armed everyone to get a vaccine. You called us all uh, evil science deniers, tinfoil hat-wearing, MAGA-extremist conspiracy theorists who were going to kill Grandma. We're going to put our children at risk. You know, we're the hateful ones. But Ukraine, let's, 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 let's be easy on Ukraine. Let's just give them whatever they ask for. Let's let them have the decision. What kind of narrative is this? There's no change. This is what they want. They want us to engage in this Trump versus DeSantis, yada, yada, all this crap, because they want to just keep doing the same thing that they've been doing which is destroying this country, giving favors and friends and assistance to their military outfits so they continue this New World Order agenda, this globalist nonsense, so they can continue this complete sham, psyop, garbage uh, you know, conflict with Russia, which our intelligence agencies, our DOD, is the cause of. Ukraine, Ukraine are you kidding me? They would be nothing. This entire... This entire affair has been our doing and all these five eyes nations five five eyes i don't know what i said but again i showed you you know biden uh biden talking apologizing for pulling out of the climate accord because that makes sense right makes sense to me he would go and apologize for pulling out of an accord that uh, as we've rejected mega extremism the red wave just uh, just floundered just kind of flopped you know you expect a big swell and it just kind of peters out and, you know, you get a little bit of water on your feet. That's what they want us to think. That's what they want us to think. They want us to start immediately pivoting, go away from the problem, not work the problem, just start going, oh, oh, well, Trump failed. This is all nonsense. What did Biden do after this election? He's going, he's going overseas to meet with Xi Jinping, you know, the leader of the same country who has the... Uh, you know, the back doors into our election systems through this Konex stuff that they have not addressed. The same guy who just got let out. They just dropped all the charges. That's it for part one of this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. 
Part two is coming up next, and you don't want to miss it. Thanks for listening. God bless America.